Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. There's a touch of madness around here. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. You know, just going with the game, you know, like the flow of the game. Um, and, you know, sticking to our game plan. Whatever our game plan before the game is, uh, I try to go out there and execute it as best as possible. So uh, whatever the game plan is, uh, whether it's to shoot 30 shots or shoot five shots, but as, you know, whatever the game plan is, I'm going to try to stick to it as much as possible and follow it to a T. Yeah. Oh, there's so much to unpack here. That was Carl Anthony Towns talking about how, hey, if the coach only wants me to take five shots, I'll take five shots. Yeah. Let's get Jason here real quick. We can hash this out. Jace Frederick from the Pioneer Press. Have you seen the latest? We're going to play an audio clip for you. Have you seen the latest from Amin Al-Hassan, ESPN former front office guy? Uh, No. All right. Then you're going to listen. We haven't heard... Uh, yeah. We we read the quote. We haven't heard the audio yet, but this is so. The stories came out from the the Low Post podcast over the weekend that uh, there's strife between Towns and the organization. This is Amin Al Hassan adding gasoline to that fire. The organization had just babied him beyond baby, and so Tibbs and and Jimmy and these guys are coming in like really. But you got a dude who's concerned about things that are not necessarily aligned with winning, right? Is that youth? Is that immaturity? Probably. But it's hard when it's been indoctrinated by the organization. So I don't think they trade him. That's been some of the buzz. But Jace, the strife and some of these reports that keep coming out about differences between Towns and Butler and Tom Thibodeau, it's a little unsettling if you're uh, if you're the Wolves or a Wolves fan. Yeah, it's not what you want. You know, um, I remember when Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden first came here, they talked about synergy, stuff like that. They definitely don't have that right now, uh, at least within like, the roster. Jimmy Butler has aired his frustration throughout the year, you know, with, with Wiggins and, and definitely Towns. And, you know, I'm sure Towns eventually takes exception to it. And certainly Tibbs is always kind of on Jimmy's side of things. It's not what you want. I agree with you. It's, it's not going to lead to a trade. They're not going to trade Carlos any Towns this offseason. I mean, you can, you can probably put that to bed. I mean, it's just something I think that, I don't know, people get worked up and, and they kind of get bored uh, when their team's out and then kind of like look for something to get fired off about and this was kind of it but it, it's it's not ideal it's not a place where you'd want to be especially at a time where you would think okay made the playoffs moving in the right direction should it should be a time filled with a lot of positive things and it's just not and um and, and it kind of is what right now seems to be kind of like an unhealthy um i don't know relationship between between i guess multiple factions yep so it, this is the second report uh, to come out, and it's not a report; it's it's informed speculation, Jace, and and it's the uh, second and third uh, group of people who certainly talked to lots of folks in the, the league. 
Do you think, and just as a guess, do you think that this is coming from the Butler camp? I can't figure out because I don't, I don't know. I don't th- think it's from the the cat camp yet. Uh, the the wolves are really locked down, and the only thing I can think of is that there's some frustration with Carl uh, Anthony Towns internally, and the wolves aren't going to talk about it. But there is a chance that Butler or his agent will. Well, yeah, I don't think that um, the Towns camp leaked that Towns has been babied um, and isn't focused on winning. Um, so I'm guessing that that, right. that came from somewhere else. Uh, you know, it, it might have came from Butler's camp, might have came from you know within the Tim Rose front office. You know, certainly. They are kind of tightly sealed, but, you know, you can have leaks here and there. Um, maybe just people who have kind of worked around the team uh, who, who know things like that. But I could I could see, the, like, the town's frustration parts potentially coming from his camp. Uh, but, you know, it kind of is almost becomes like a response thing. Like, oh, they're saying this, like, town's is frustrated. Well, here's why we're frustrated with him. You know, it kind of becomes a back and forth of, of leaks kind of balancing out the argument. But, I mean... Yeah, it, regardless, I guess, of, of where they're coming from, I mean, I think the problems that actually existing are a little bit more of a concern right now. Yeah, Jace, how much do you buy if, if they decide to hang on to Andrew Wiggins and if, if the plan is just, all right, we're going to try and make the most out of this contract and we're going to try and get you up another notch or two, how much do you buy Tom Thibodeau and the way things are structured right now getting Andrew Wiggins to the next level? Yeah, uh, I, I, <laughs> I not buy. I, um, I agree. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I don't. It's to the point where I'm not. Maybe Andrew can't be uh, taken to that next level. We know we don't know. I mean, we haven't seen too much evidence of it. But man, I mean, like it's as much as Tibbs wants to point to like progressions that Wiggins made this year. I just didn't see a whole lot of it. The numbers didn't really show it uh, that much. Um, he clearly didn't play very well in that role that he was in offensively. Uh, defensively, I don't know. Some people like to point to improvements. I didn't see a whole ton of it. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, uh, the way that they go about it, you know, sometimes coaches and schemes just don't fit for players, and maybe the motivational tactics don't fit for Wiggins, if there is a motivational tactic that fits for him. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't really... I don't know. I would be surprised to see Andrew. Now, maybe maybe this whole year was he was at least a little bit reflective after the game five against Houston, and he said, you know, this was not the best year for me. Um, it's motivation for the summer. So maybe, maybe, maybe that was enough for him to be like, you know, this didn't go well, but I'm doing isn't working. But, um, you know, that kind of remains to be seen. Like, we'll have to see that jump, I guess, from Andrew before we believe it. Odds that uh, he possibly gets dealt before the start of training camp, Jace? Uh, I think it makes too much sense for them to try to do it. Um, now, can you get a deal done that you like um, enough? We'll see. Um, and, and maybe there is kind of the thought of, look, let's let's hold on to him. Let's see if he can kind of progress. But I just think with his salary and kind of the fit on the roster, it just it makes too much sense to try to move him. That I think they have to at least give it an effort or at least look around and see what's potentially out there. Uh, maybe put out some feelers on it. Um, because they need the cap space, and they could use more shooting. Um, they just have so many needs, and, and if you can somehow get anything out of that deal where you can either get something in return or free up some cap space where you can sign other people, that just seems to make a lot of sense for trying to win right now. Yeah. Um, Jace Frederick covers the Wolves for uh, for TwinCities.com here. Bielitz is an intriguing figure to me because I think if he were on another team, I don't know if, if, if he would just be empowered differently, but I think he'd be a guy that you'd send out there a little bit like the Heat do with Wayne Ellington, where it's just, hey, man, you're coming off the bench, you're going to play like 20 or 30 minutes, and you're going to bomb threes, and that's going to be your job. And it almost feels like Bielitz is tentative to shoot, his playing time is sporadic. 
Am I wrong in thinking that that's a weapon that they just haven't found a way to unleash as they sit here looking for ways to beef up the rest of their roster? Well, you're, you're kind of right. Part of the problem is I think that's kind of what Tibbs would like him to do. Um, they would like him to very much be that perimeter guy who's just out there firing you know, shots, like taking the three-point shots, facing the floor. But that's not how Bielitsa played uh, before coming to Minnesota, and it's not who he wants to be. And he said that many times, but not just a three-point shooter. I can do a lot more than that. And you see many times he passes up the three because he tries to get in the lane and be a playmaker because that's who he's been throughout his career. So I think kind of what the Timberwolves want him to be and who he envisions himself being doesn't always match up, uh, which I think is part of the reason, along with the playing time, that sometimes you see the inconsistent play. Uh, so they'll have to kind of iron that out. I, I really think at some point it's like Beelitz has to accept that that's his role, that that's who he has to be. Um, but he certainly does not want to give up on him being the playmaker, him being the guy who can make other play, make plays for guys around him. Um, so I think that's kind of where there was a little bit of a disconnect at times. So just, it seems like on a weekly basis now we just get reports and and uh, speculation that gets added to what's going wrong with Tibbs and the Wolves. On a scale of brush fire to full-scale inferno, what would you say is the temperature at Target Center right now? What's some good in-between? Hmm. For your analogy there, like what is in between? Wait, so there's like a wait, brush fire, two, a brush, a brush fire to full scale inferno. So we're talking about well, a brush, right. a brush fire. I'm can... looking for somewhere in between there. Like where, where, what, what's the right word for me to hit? How there? about like a building that's kind of like a small building that's on fire, but like, like you a could shed still, like, on fire. But, but, like, we're talking like a... but like the fire trucks are like a couple miles away, and so it could still be salvaged. Yeah. They're gonna get there. They're gonna put it out. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they might put it out. Everybody's going to survive. It's going to be fine. Don't be um, so sure of that, Jason. The, the cat yeah, might not make it, but yeah. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> no, not driving the cat. That, you see what I did there, by the oh, way? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. And you did not do it on purpose. Okay. Oh. Tiz is getting out before the cat, you know, without worrying about the cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Forget the cat! Forget the cat! Take the dog! <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think there's, there's certainly some, I don't know, there's definitely a disconnect right now. It's, I don't think it's something that can't be fixed. Um, I, 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 I think that it might, I don't know, like Tibbs is going to have to change his mindset of the way he thinks about things, the way he goes about them. I think Cat might have to be a little bit more receptive too uh, to certain things. Like I certainly think there were times last year where he did not execute the way they wanted him to, especially defensively. I think they're going to have to meet in the middle. Um, I really do. And now can they do that? That kind of remains to be seen over this offseason, this training camp, this season. I think this next year is kind of, going to be the defining moment for the Timberwolves as far as this regime and this core. Um, we'll see if it plays out, but I don't think it's like a lost cause by any means. Yeah. Jace, great stuff, man. We'll catch up Thanks, soon. Jace. Thank you. See ya. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, Bye. Jace Frederick from the Pioneer Press and TwinCities.com. Let's play this one more time because mm-hmm. I think it's a guy like Amin El Hassan who is super plugged in, used to be in the Suns front office. He's probably talking to agents. Possible he got this from Butler's agent. It's a lot of just negative town stuff that keeps coming out. The organization that just babied him beyond baby. And so Tibbs and, and Jimmy and these guys are coming in like, really? But you got a dude who's concerned about things that are not necessarily aligned with winning, right? Is that youth? Is that immaturity? Probably. But it's hard when it's been indoctrinated by the organization. There's something happening right now that rubs me the wrong way. And I think we should get to just it one we thing. Come back. Well, but one thing very specific right. that's that's a big problem. We can talk about it, and we haven't even opened up phone lines yet today. We've been just jammed with guests, so if you guys want to chime in on 
the latest Carl Anthony Towns slash Tom Thibodeau rumors and drama, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500, TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. I don't want to get any messages. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. Prepare to be dazzled. On 1500 ESPN. Tune in tonight and every Tuesday, 6 p.m. for the Adrian Heath Show. It's presented by Heineken. Every week, Jamie Watson and Adrian Heath will be breaking down Minnesota United FC, MLS soccer, and much more. All of it right here. Tuesday, 6 o'clock. Tonight, 6 o'clock on 1500 ESPN. The organization had just babied him beyond baby. And so Tibbs and, and Jimmy and these guys are coming in like, Really? But you got a dude who's concerned about things that are not necessarily aligned with winning, right? Is that youth? Is that immaturity? Probably. But it's hard when it's been indoctrinated by the organization. He went on to also say that's Amin Al-Hassan from ESPN, former front office guy on the Jalen Jacoby show. He said typically guys like that get moved unless ownership steps in. On Carl Anthony Towns. Well, then, Glenn, it's your turn to step in. Well, add that to uh, the Low Post podcast thing from a few days ago where Brian Windhorst and Zach Lowe, who this isn't just like them on the outside. This is them talking to agents, and they're super plugged in dudes. And yeah. and the quote was, Towns and the Timberwolves are not in a good spot internally. Here's what bothers me about this whole dynamic. that It's clearly coming from the Tom Thibodeau, Jimmy Butler side. I mean, obviously, or or Bernie Lee, Jimmy Butler's agent, who's been vocal this on la- Twitter. This last report is for sure. Absolutely. What you just played is definitely coming from that camp. It's it's frustration on the side of Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler that Towns isn't what they want him to be, or that whatever it is. Like, there's obviously a gap between like what they think Carl Anthony Towns should be and uh, and where he is right now. And what bothers me is the fact that those two guys, Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler, are framing. An amazing talent and one of the more one of the more valuable players right now in the NBA, Carl Anthony Towns, as being somehow detrimental to winning. Like that's what this is. Like they're literally using the media well, to trash a guy who should be around longer than both Tibbs and Butler. It's your job to mold him. It's your job. This guy is a twenty two year old unfinished project in some ways. That's already one of the let's say twenty to twenty five best players in the NBA, even with his deficiencies. And instead of saying, wow, how can we take this incredible piece mm-hmm. that scores at will offensively when we empower him to do so? How can we take that and like make a tweak here and a tweak there to his attitude, to his defense, and unleash the beast, an MVP caliber player? And instead, it's this petty, going through the media, agent talking to media guy here, unable to connect with the most important piece of this franchise. Like, that's just awful to me, and it's going to wind up in a fiery divorce. So somebody for a while now, uh, throughout the course of the season, has been leaking out the fact that uh, that Cat is interested in things besides basketball. To me, this all comes back to, it's not Tibbs directly, but it's uh, the Butler camp via Tibbs as well. And what we have here is this. And there's a, I keep going back to this. If this is 1978, it probably is fine. 2018. What we have here is the frustration that Carl Anthony Towns is not married to basketball. That it's I don't not, get that at all. I, that I, didn't is, hear, I didn't hear that at all from that, that it's not quote. His, that it's not his life. That's what you got that, from that, that quote? He, that he has other interests, that he's been babied, that he has other interests. Yes, that, that means... Let's play it again. Yeah. I didn't get that from... I, I heard... I mean, maybe that's part of it. I feel like Towns is all in on basketball. Play it again. And, and just real quick, I'll play it again. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like Amin is talking about 
maybe there's things like selfish things like on the court too that he needs points or whatever. The organization that just babied him beyond baby. And so Tibbs and, and Jimmy and these guys are coming in like, really? But you got a dude who's concerned about things that are not necessarily aligned with winning, right? Is that youth? Is that immaturity? Probably. But it's hard when it's been indoctrinated by the organization. I took that as a full-on basketball criticism. I, things on the court that aren't aligned with winning. Not I, like he doesn't work out. I mean, he's one of the most talented players no, in the no, league. No. He clearly puts work into his game. I, That's I think, obvious. I think it's not aligned with, with the fact, though, that Tibbs and Butler are basketball 24 hours a day, and that's it. And Carl and Carl might be different, but that's that's not a criticism of Carl. What I'm sh- if that's true, what it I'm, should be. What I'm if what sa- you're saying is true, it should be. What what I'm saying is you need when you have a generationally great player, you need to figure out the best way possible to identify with him and make him as happy as possible. And if you're going to be all in and saying you're a baby or you or we or you have been treated with kid gloves, if that's Wiggins, I can get it because he's a frustrating player. Carl Anthony Towns is certainly not a completely polished product yet, and he might not be a completely great player yet, but he is on track to be a Hall of Fame type of player. The point being this, if you're Glenn Taylor, it is now incumbent on you to make sure that that this works, and the starting point that this needs to work from is Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, but let's back up, Judd. Let's back up, because this is, this is an important piece of the puzzle that I hadn't thought of because I don't think it's true, but if these people are saying... Hey, Towns doesn't really put that much work and effort in behind the scenes, and he's just not that in love with basketball. If that's the reality we're dealing with, I'm no longer like all in defending Carl Anthony Towns because I think it's really important to be all in in that situation. But if I'm hearing this right, and it's oh no, like he's all in on being a great player, but he just whatever he the things that he worries about on the court or the things that he worries about at practice are just sort of not in line with what Jimmy Butler worries about. And now it's up to the good cop, in theory, the coach, to come in yeah. and make sure that everybody can connect with each other. That like, That's where I have well, a problem. If Tom Thibodeau just can't connect with Carl Anthony Towns and Towns wants to be great, but there's just a clashing of heads, then guess who stays? It ain't that hard. Sorry, Tibbs. What I'm what I'm telling you, what I, what I hear here is that Butler and Tibbs are married to basketball. It's the one thing in life that, that they're passionate about and care about, and they care about it 24 hours per day. And they perceive the basketball lifestyle that it should be a certain way, and they don't identify with a kid who might be slightly different. Well, if and we, I think if, that's a very and I think that's a very important thing because this is this is an era now where if you own this team, you have to look at the circumstance and say, "Okay, Tom, that's fine. I love the fact that you love basketball, but the most important thing here is we have a superstar player, and we need to do everything we can because he's not a lazy player. He's not a frustrating player. There are elements of the, of his game that need to improve, and I get that. But when we talk about Wiggins, we're talking about a very frustrating player. With Towns, I think I think if there's a frustration there, it's it's upon the Wolves, it's upon Tibbs and maybe even Butler to a certain degree to find a way to get to him. Are you okay with like? But let's go down that path because it feels sure. like you're riding both sides a little bit here. That if you feel like he's not as all in on basketball as the top superstars in the league are, do you are you okay with that? Because I would not be okay with that. Like if that's being introduced do I think here, he's LeBron a- James, no. Like do do I think he is do do I do I perceive Cat to be the same exact personality or type of personality as LeBron James? No. Do I think that he is probably in line with, with a lot of, of potential superstars his age right now? Probably, yeah. And yes, I am okay with that because we have entered an era where things are just different. 
That's not true, though. Yes, it is. LeBron James is a machine, just like okay, but just LeBron like, James, just like Michael Jordan but, was a machine. But LeBron James and and Jordan and those type of players come along every so what's, often. Okay, Joe. What's different isn't work ethic of player. Work ethic of players is probably even more important now than ever because everyone has like personal trainers and staffs. I think where you and I do agree is, and this is this is the question that I have. Coach relationship with player is different, and way that you communicate to get the most out sure. of a player is different. Mm-hmm. And if Towns has every ingredient needed, but just like needs someone to push the right buttons to unleash this tenure beast to carry this franchise, and if Tom Thibodeau a can't push those buttons, and B just creates a wider gap between the organization and Towns, then that's a huge problem. And he probably has to go. And and as I told Murph on the Monday show, if this was an isolated first report, if this was the first time that we had seen this about Tibbs, if this was, you'd say, well, that's that's disturbing, but it's going to get fixed. But the disturbing thing to me here is the trend and the fact that we're getting stories every couple of weeks about something. Jamal Crawford basically <laughs> gets done with the season, and long yeah. before he has to opt out, he says, I'm gone. Uh, all of the things that are accumulating now are what concern me about this. And my frustration with the town story is it got dismissed almost immediately. And I agree with Jace. I agree with everyone. He's not being traded. The money that he can make on a max contract here, as Doogie said a thousand times, is going to be so good that he's not going to be traded and he's not going to leave. That's not the point. The point is you want an organization where where you feel like there's a cohesiveness that's going to start with your superstar player, yeah. and that's where this is disturbing. Yeah, and to play off that point, all these people, this is what, and Jace, Jace kind of did it too a little bit. Like, people are so focused on, well, it's absurd to suggest that he's going to get traded. Like, he would sign the max, and the Wolves would never trade an asset like that. So, like, like you'd never sell that for 50 cents on the dollar. So it, this, this is all just ridiculous speculation. Well, I agree that, He's probably not going to get traded, but to ignore the strife and the potential fire that's brewing here, the fact that they just made the playoffs for the first time in 14 years, and instead of, all right, how can you get to that next level? How can everyone band together and, and, you know, push in the same direction and follow this vision? It's strife and it's conflict and it's rumors. It's all these things. People leaking stuff. Yeah. People with agendas. And it just doesn't end. It all stems from. Bad leadership, mm-hmm. and that's Glenn Taylor first. Tom Thibodeau is also a bad leader. I think you can tell that Tom Thibodeau and Glenn Taylor are bad leaders just by the fact that all this stuff is leaking out, and all this stuff. It, it feels like the the wheels are coming off, even though they just had their best season in a decade and a half. And it was bad leadership. It was disturbing before before the cat stuff. But if I own it, this team, it's a it's a cat that I draw the line and I say, Tom, you got to fix this. Or this I'll is ridiculous. Myself. Oh, yes. Not yes. that I'm capable of it because I'm Glenn Taylor. But I will hire a consulting firm that will fix it for me, hopefully. This they'll time. identify somebody else to take the reins for a couple years. Uh, Dave, what kind of questions do you have for us now? Very good questions, Phil. And I will have at least one regarding the situation you've been speaking about the last two segments. Cool. Hang on. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Hurry up. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I want to say thanks for uh, being one of the local radio stations that's been brutally honest. You guys have been in it from the ground floor, which is great. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. The organization that just babied him beyond baby. And so Tibbs and, and Jimmy and these guys are coming in like, really? 
But you got a dude who's concerned about things that are not necessarily aligned with winning, right? Is that youth? Is that immaturity? Probably. But it's hard when it's been indoctrinated by the organization. So much ridiculous strife. Just like... Unnecessary angst. Just like wouldn't be a thing if Flip Saunders was... It's still around. It's unnecessary angst. You don't need it. Yeah. It's well, bad for you. We'll get to questions with Dave here. We can take a couple Wolves Vent Line. Impromptu Wolves Vent Line. 651-646-8255. The Dude. What's up, man? What's going on, buddy? Uh, I just wanted to know, do you guys know the difference in the amount of money that he would be offered if he turned down our max, waited his year, and then took on free agency? How much could he get then? He can get like tw- between 25 and 30% of the cap with the Wolves. I don't know what the exact percentages are. Put it this way, though. This is where, yes, you'd be turning down, I think, like 30 or 40 or maybe $50 million extra. Doogie would have, would have that figure. But if you hate being somewhere enough and you're still going to get ridiculous Monopoly money to go somewhere else, I wouldn't just dismiss it. I think it's unlikely he wouldn't sign a max contract offer. But I also think that you're going to make a lot of money anywhere you go and... In the end, if you make two hundred fifty million dollars versus three hundred million in your career, you know, is it if you want to go play somewhere else? They so they have to be mindful of keeping him happy at least. That's exactly my point. Is mm-hmm. he the, the the mindset of the the game is changing in the players? I believe, and I think there there's far more onus now even on getting a championship and having that added to your legacy. And if he can see the long term here, like the rest of us are kind of seeing it, us realists, it's not looking great. So my fear is. He's gonna he's gonna say no. I mean, why would he want to stay if he thinks future is gonna be is gonna be abysmal like the rest of us do? Uh, I'm truly terrified that we're gonna lose lose cat. And I, I think if we don't make the dramatic change now of, of getting of Tom and coming to cat that he's our guy, we're screwed. The next ten years are gonna be a repeat of the last ten, and that would be about the worst thing possible. So, thank you so much for answering. I appreciate it, and I hope you guys have a good day. See you, dude. Thanks, man. Uh, let's take another one here. Well, just to piggyback off what he's saying, I don't know. I don't know if I would be worried that he's that Cat's not going to be around. I think he's going to. I think he's going to sign a max contract, but I would be worried that it's just a repeat of the KG era where it's just there's, and this would be a heightened level of dysfunction because it would be the president of basketball operations and the coach at the same time that doesn't get along with star player. At least in the KG case, even though they couldn't build a roster around him. Him and the coach saw eye to eye for ten years. Like him and Flip Saunders were, yeah, they were in lo- were, yes. were arm in arm in in lockstep. Yep. But that you wouldn't take advantage of a generationally great player, and that you would just flounder. Uh, Chancy, you're on the show. What's up, man? Hi, Chancy. Yeah. Hey, guys. I was thinking. It's funny. The dude. He basically hit right what I was going to say. But I, I don't think it's any sure thing that he resigns with the Timberwolves. And I'll tell you. I mean, the NBA, like he was saying, has totally changed. You watch the how teams have to compete now that the Warriors are where they are. I mean, if LeBron James, he, he was uh, looking to move on, right? And he's the, well, either the best player in the world or maybe the second best, I'd say the best. And he's got to move on to another super team. How many years is one player going to sit in the Timberwolves organization, no matter how well he's playing, and think I have a chance? You're really only playing to be the three through eight seed every year. There is no shot with this new super team model, you know, in the old days, it used to be that you would tank and your one chance as a fan or an organization to get better was maybe you get the lottery, number one pick, Patrick Ewing, etc., and all of a sudden you get your shot to build yourself back up. But now that's not even enough. You need three stars. And as soon as the guy gets 
good, but he starts struggling to win playoff games, he says, nah, you know what, I'm going to move on. i got to play with some other winners, and uh, we aren't going to compete with the Warriors like this. So he's gone. And these small market teams, Milwaukee, Orlando, Timberwolves, you name it, they have no chance. It's just you're only playing for three through eight seeds. Right now I could bet I'll take the Warriors over the field next year to win the whole championship again, and I'll win my money. It's a joke. I I don't understand. And that's what's probably going to happen. Towns will get frustrated after a couple one-and-done playoff exits, and he'll look around and say, you know what, I'd like to move on to a team with a couple of their stars that I can play with. So Yeah, I mean, it's thanks, thanks, Chancey. The other thing, too, is I find it funny that whether they're talking about his work ethic or whatever, like the fact that it's a gang-up effort publicly – to air out Carl Anthony Towns for his flaws, even though he's one of the 15 or 20 best players in the NBA as we speak. And you know what? If it used to be okay, any workplace now should not have constant consternation. Like, it doesn't work. It's not going to motivate people. Carl Anthony Towns is not going to look at Butler and Tibbs and say, you know what? I think they're right. I think they're, I think their approach is right. And Jimmy Butler, God bless him. Jimmy Butler was a late first-round draft pick who who people thought might be a nice player. And through hard work and working his ass off, turned himself in, into a superstar. But Carl Anthony Towns is not Butler. And if Butler can't look at Cat at, at, at and say, that's a different person, then he should just butt out. But there's this constant, this constant angst that seems to be going on is unnecessary, it's ridiculous, and ultimately it's going to be counterproductive to everything this organization wants to try to do. It's the drama that always derails it, right? Like Boston Red Sox. Everyone hated the manager, and it wasn't even about baseball. It was like chicken in the clubhouse and beer and manager hate, and and boom, fired everybody. And then with, with the current Patriots dynasty, it's not like Tom Brady's still the best quarterback in the NFL. Bill Belichick's an amazing coach. It's the drama. It's all this other peripheral stuff. So it's yeah. let's get to some questions here with our guy Dave Harrigan. We can do that. We don't even need to play the official open. That's, That's how well known questions is. <laughs> Doesn't even. It's like Andre the Giant walking down the aisle without entry music. You know who you're looking at. That's fine. Let's go. Uh, it's truth serum time. All right. Let's start with the Carl Anthony Towns thing with the Timberwolves continued strife, butting heads, not seeing eye to eye, whatever you want to call it. Let's say you get Carl in a room. Truth serum time for Carl. The question is simply, Cat, do you want to be here? What's the answer, yes or no? Not with Tibbs as my coach. I said yes or no. No. It's no. Phil? It's no. It's no. Okay. It's, well, no, then, it's no because of Tom Thibodeau. That's the, 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 the follow-up then. Yeah. Assuming at one point he did want to be here, drafted by Flip, blah, blah, everything was wonderful early. Exactly when did it change? The moment. When did it flip? No, no pun intended. intended. <laughs> this, this season to me. This season because... I said the moment. I didn't see over, this, say over the course of 82 <laughs> games, Judd. This, well, the moment, okay, the moment it flipped was probably sometime in January or so. I think he looks around and I think he sees Tibbs who's yelling and screaming. And, and then he goes and plays teams like the Spurs and Pop is a cool customer. Brad Stevens on Boston... And I think probably the defining mo- moment that it really flipped for him was when he looked at Butler and said, this guy's as crazy as Tibbs. So I think it was, it, as, as far as that moment where he thought, you know what, I'm, I'm whatever. I'm just, this isn't working for me anymore. When he flips on, on whatever platform he did after 
game one or game two of that Rocket series, and he hears legendary players like Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, other guys around the former NBA players trashing him for how bad he played. And he was terrible. But I think in his mind it was, bleep this. These guys are running like... these. These guys are running isolation for everyone but me. They don't throw me the ball. I'm getting picked on because I don't demand the ball enough, even though they don't focus on me. Um, I think he got fr- – my guess is it really frustrated him to be sort of this, the singled-out player, and it was bad, but he's looking at Tom Thibodeau as someone who doesn't connect with a lot of players and Jimmy Butler, who clearly is frustrated with him. I think that was that – my guess is that was the teetering point, if there was one for him. But he does feel, and he said this on the record, that he owes something to the Wolves organization. And Flip Saunders, he wants to pay it off for Flip. So imagine how conflicting that would be. You're this, I mean, and plus he's like he's 22 years old. He's right. not, he doesn't have mature thoughts like a 30 year old would. And so it's got to be tough for him while he's trying to balance just figuring out how to be a dominant NBA player. Sounds like hating your coach and your star teammate with also trying to pay off what Flip Saunders started to build three or four years ago when they drafted him. I think Doogie's point that it's it's become a, a former Bulls against young Wolves is a really interesting point, and that's a really bad thing. Because that then pits of uh, Tibbs and Taj and Butler, who should, be, who should basically be the guys who lead, it pits them against players who are trying to learn or should be learning. Let's check in on Patriots camp. It's the New England Patriots. OTAs, gentlemen. And that means we get to hear from the coach, Mr. Belichick. And you know the topic of conversation to start has to be the quarterback who isn't there. Bill, Tom's not here today. Have you guys spoken at length about... Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the people that aren't here. The guys that are here are improving. They're working hard. And uh, those are the guys we're going to focus on. He was also asked about Rob Gronkowski not being there, and he said, like I said, I'm focused on the guys that are here, (laughs) and those are the guys we're working with in this OTA's process. Phase three, those are the guys I'm concentrated on. That's who we're focusing on. Wow. He was asked for a third time about the importance of OTAs and how important it is to really build that team early on. The answer was, we got a long way to go. As I said, we have a long, long way to go. Each day is an opportunity for us. We try to make the most of every yeah, opportunity. It's true. So many opportunities. Earlier, we had Pat Shermer talking about getting one OTA better, one OTA better. I want to know, in all the years you guys have covered sports in locker rooms, press conferences, who was the very best or most enjoyable at saying absolutely nothing? Wow. Wow. Can I first say I, that... I wish I had time to think about this one because there's a lot of good ones. You will have time. I'll answer it first. All right, go ahead. But I I think ordinarily I would say, oh, that's just Belichick dismissing. That little shot about, oh, I'm going to focus on the players who are here trying to get better. Mm-hmm. was a To me, that was a direct shot at Tom Brady. Even though he knows that Tom Brady doesn't need to be there to get better. Like, he'll just show up some other time and get he's, better. He's really good. Yeah, already. he'll be fine. But I think that, that illustrated strife. Um, I would say Brett Favre would also, would oftentimes speak for like 20 minutes and he'd give you stuff, but it was just like a lot of meandering through things that you already saw with your own two eyes. And he was just like narrating it in his own way. You know, uh, you know, Percy, uh, had a good game and, uh, you know, sh- you know, Shank and, uh, so-and-so it was just like him rambling for 20 minutes. And by the way, these five guys are injured now. Yes. So he'd reveal little nuggets. <laughs> so it's not quite what you're asking 
because he would say something. But in terms of like how long a person would speak for, how engaging and entertaining they were, and like how little they would say, Brett Favre's pretty high up on my list. Looks like Judd's crafting a list here. I am. I'm you have your toge- own rank them? I'm putting together a list. I'm putting together. Well, I came up with three. I don't have a Wolves candidate. Um, Chuck Fletcher is three. Chuck Fletcher would say absolutely nothing. I mean, he'd make a move and then he'd say something. I mean, and Spielman says nothing, but I don't Spiel- say he's like entertaining. Um, because of the way he spoke, Childress. Because Childress would give you the uh, uh, he is uh, in the tub, but he wouldn't say a thing uh, ordinarily. Your navel, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yes, uh, but actually, actually, the guy now who because he's a he is a nice guy and he comes off as a good guy, and you like him, and you you listen to him, but then if you sit down and really listen to 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 what he says, he's really good at saying nothing. Derek Falvey. Oh, that's a really good one. And he's a really yes. nice guy, and he's and he's a really smart guy. Yeah, he he doesn't talk to you. Spielman's problem is Rick Spielman talks to you like you're a moron, and you're like <laughs> you're not smarter than me, Rick. Derek Falvey's well, smarter. Rick Spielman is though, but yeah. But 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 I'm saying Derek Falvey's a really <laughs> but Derek Falvey's a really smart guy, and he'll talk to you, and you'll be like, this is engaging. You're this is good. So you just want like smarter people to trick you into thinking that you're smart too? Is that what no, I just heard? No, no, no. What I want is is I know if you're smarter than me, and and I appreciate that. If you're not, I don't appreciate you acting like you think. Oh, this guy is buying what I'm saying. Has Rick ever said? Something where where you've been like you know what I'm buying. Are that. you on the record saying that you're that you think you're smarter than Rick Spielman? I think Rick. I think Rick is a smart guy, but I don't think that he is a Falvey type. Smart Do you think guy. you're smarter than Rick Spielman? No, I think I'm about the same. Probably. Okay, I'm about the same. But Derek Falvey's a super smart dude, and Derek Falvey talks to you. And and the thing that Falvey does well, the guys like Rick can't do, is Falvey will talk to you. And you will buy what he's selling, and you'll think this guy's really being engaging. And then, if if you're going to write a story about it, you'll go sit down and transcribe the tape, and he will have said nothing. It's an art. It's an art that Derek Falvey's very good at, and I'm applauding him. So basically, you just get lost in his eyes. <laughs> hey, he's good, good looking guy. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was amazing, though. Good looking guy. What am I going to say? Just like deciphering. How he likes to be. I've been doing this for a long. Spoken to by people who <laughs> yeah, are smarter it's, it, than this, me. This all. This also comes down to: Are you telling me quality lies? Like the lie thing. That's <laughs> okay, a very important Fleetwood thing. Mac, let's that's a, calm down that's a here, very right? important thing. Are you Are you lying in the correct manner? Because if you are, I appreciate. Dave, that. who would you take as your NFL GM? Rick Spielman or Judd Zolgad? Oh gosh, I'd take Judd. I couldn't. I couldn't start a. I, <laughs> Rob, yeah. Rob Brzezinski. Is there a third option? Rob Brzezinski, the Vikings cap guy, smartest guy at TCF, TCO, TCL, Performance Center. TCO, TCO. Yeah, smartest guy it. over there. Yep. It is a TCL broadcast studios talking about the TCO oh, performance center. Mind blown. Yeah. Mind blown. Question three next to wrap the show. <laughs> Hang on. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Well, you don't really have a choice. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait. Mackie and Judd. Be ready. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Don't forget, you can get your Independence Day off to a running start with the red, white, and boom! TC Half Marathon Relay and 5K July 4th. Come out to Boom Island Park for this Twin Cities summer tradition and get your run and first picnic of the holiday under your belt. If you're out of town at the lake, well, no problem there. You can run the virtual red, white, and boom wherever you are at. For more details and to register, visit 1500ASPN.com, keyword events.
All right. Dave Harrigan, fire away. Question number three to uh, wrap the show here. Before that, uh, let's just replay a couple Gus Gasms from earlier. Oh, show. great. Yeah. <laughs> what a hit. Denzel Ward. You got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me? Hurt my feelings. Mayfield breaks a tackle, picks up the first down and more. Look at the swashbuckler. <laughs> Swash Buckler. He's one of the great play-by-play <laughs> broadcasters I think we have out there right now. Swa- I'm trying to envision like what it looks like when you're swashbuckling. <laughs> Are you wearing a pirate shirt? Yes. Arg. Yes, you've got... Uh, yes, I will swashbuckle s- through the hallway. You've got a sword area from your belt. It's all good. <laughs> Maybe you've got a hook. I don't know. Um, but knows? one of the other great play-by-play guys, I think we would all agree... John Sterling, oh God. New York Yankees radio. Glaber Torres is my favorite Yankee right now, only on. because of what Sterling does. Pat's whoa, walking yeah. into the with, whoa, right with a really weird look on his face. Whoa! whoa. Of course, sorry, questions. On. All right, yeah, he's sitting down. Yeah. Just, no, the, one, turn your microphone. Yeah, I, I have one your, question. Yeah. Did they say tweak often enough for you today, John? I said it's the state of tweaking now. <laughs> I we said they're going to change the their state. nickname to the Minnesota Tweak. We were raised in a state of a lot of tweaks. Yes. It is funny. And then I think the best, sorry, Dave, question number three, we apologize on behalf of question mm. number three. It'll just have to be uh, in play tomorrow. Can we get it tomorrow? You know what? I'm playing it anyway because this was John Sterling last night with Glaber Torres. Pat, are you listening? Yes. It's Glaber Day. And like a good Glaber, Torres is there. Oh! Did you hear the second one? Like a good Glaber. Wow. All right, go ahead. That's amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I love how Parisi, Suter, and Miko just sat in the back with stoic faces, mm-hmm. basically staring a hole through the new GM's soul. Do not uh, trade us. Uh, Reavers asked me, did he win the pl- press conference? I said, yeah, I think we got beat in a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 12 yeah. rounds, but we defeat. got beat. It wasn't. We got a point. We got a point, I'd say. We, we You know, the two are available. We got one, i say. But... Uh, uh, it was. Uh, it was not Mr. Excitement the, exactly. The uh, the tweak. Uh, well, there's a reason he's been the number two guy for yes. 20 years. Well, but here's the best part. Okay, and this is where like Judd is. A, Judd's on team blow it up, and yeah. I'm, I'm no, not so I'm sure. Not, I don't. But here's the can. thing: if you look at the wild roster, this team's made the playoffs six years in a row. And if you think you know what that collection needs to be blown up, and then you look at the Stanley Cup Finals, which are going to have an expansion team yes. in it. Well, if you can't tweak I, this I roster, I said this yesterday in this league. If you're mediocre, that can be good enough. And it, if you got to be really rotten to blow something up. And the important yeah. thing is, it can't be blown up. I told Phil that. No. When you've got Parisi, Suter, and Koivu signed to no move clauses, you can't blow it up. Mm-hmm. He's going to trade what he can trade. I think. Yes, yes. but uh, it's. Uh, and we'll call it a tweak. But it was, interpret a tweak. It was. Uh, That's what it we was need to get interesting you. how he got brainwashed by the owner to uh, know what to say. Right? He's on point. We will get you a wild jersey that you can wear with the grants into a game next year. Ninety nine on back. It'll say tweak. That's what we I need to do. I was thinking of a billboard. We're not twerking. We're tweaking. Oh my gosh! <laughs> See, uh, hey, we got like a minute left just for fun here. Uh, how about Gar- Gardy? Looking pretty good. Gardy's Forty pounds great. lighter. Gardy's joking great. around. Yeah, when I when I did talk to him last year when Arizona was in town, he'd lost forty. He yeah. said he weighed two eighty five at his peak. Wow. Doubt at two eighty five. Holy Woo. cow! Yeah, yeah. He was. There was a couple years where I don't know if it was just the the pressures of that two thousand ten season where they were supposed to be really good oh, yeah. and well, two thousand eleven. 
2010, they were really good. 2011, when they brought in Nishi. He was stressful both years. But yeah. <laughs> 10, they won 94 games. You and, know? But he was on edge that year, too, just because yes. expectations. Yes. And... Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he did get edgy at the end, but it's good, it's good to see. I went up and saw him in Lakeland, and he was Mr. One-Liner. You know? There are no expectations <laughs> for him. No, that Tigers good. team has no expectations, and they may the be just as good. As, and they may be just as good as the team they're playing right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're gonna. Uh, Guardy has a chance to make millions of dollars and uh, ride out low expectations for a couple of years. So, yes. not bad. All, All right. right, thanks for coming in, Pat. Patrick. We're tweaking, baby. <laughs> I like it. We're not twerking. We're tweaking. <laughs> we need to get Pat on video, tweaking in the hallway. <laughs> See you guys tomorrow. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.